Chapter Eight of The Turn of the Tide. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anna Dabisher, Auckland, New Zealand. The Turn of the Tide by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Eight. Tom, Peter, Mary, Patty, and the twins stayed at Five Oaks until the first of September. Then plump, brown, and happy, they returned to New York. With them went several articles of use and beauty which had hitherto belonged to Five Oaks. Mrs. Kendall, greatly relieved at Margaret's somewhat surprising willingness to let the visitors go, had finally consented to margaret's proposition that the children be allowed to select something they specially liked to take back with them in giving this consent mrs kendall had made only such reservation as would ensure that certain valuable and not easily duplicated treasures of her own should remain undisturbed she smiled afterward at her fears tom selected an old bugle from the attic and peter a scabbard that had lost its sword mary chose a string of blue beads that margaret sometimes wore and clarabella a pink sash that she found in a trunk patty before telling her choice asked timidly what would happen if it was too big to be took in your hands upon being assured that it would be sent if it could not be carried she unhesitatingly chose the biggest easy chair the house afforded with the announcement that it was a christmas present for miss whalen the moment mrs kendall had felt tempted to remonstrate and to ask patty if she realized just how a green satin damask turkish chair would look in mrs whalen's basement kitchen after one glance at patty's radiant face she had changed her mind and had merely said very well dear it shall be sent the day you go arabella only of all the six delayed her choice until the final minute even on that last morning she was hesitating between a marble statuette and a harmonica in the end she took neither for she had spied a huge chocolate frosted cake that the cook had just made and it was that cake which finally went to the station carefully packed in a pasteboard box triumphantly borne in arabella's arms Mrs. Kendall herself went to New York with the children, taking Margaret with her. In the Grand Central Station, she shuddered a little as she passed a certain seat. Involuntarily, she reached for her daughter's hand. And was it here that I stayed and stayed that long ago when you got hurt and didn't come? asked Margaret. Yes, dear, right here. Seems most as if I remembered, murmured the little girl, her eyes fixed on one of the great doors across the room i stayed and stayed and you never came at all and by and by i went out there to look for you and i walked and walked and walked and i was so tired and hungry yes yes dear i know faltered mrs kendall tightening her clasp on the small fingers but we won't think of all that now dear it's past and gone come we're going to take patty and the others home you know then tomorrow we are going to see if we can't find a new home for them tivy up cried margaret brightening we're going to tivy up yes dear 
oh breathed margaret ecstatically i'll like to divvy up and the mother smiled content for the last trace of gloomy brooding had fled from her daughter's face and left it glowing with the joy of a carefree child not two hours later a certain alley in the great city was thrown into wild confusion out of every window leaned disheveled heads and in every doorway stood a peering questioning throng down by the Wayland's basement door the crowd was almost impassable in every inch of space in the windows opposite was filled with gesticulating men women and children meg of the alley had come back and as if that were not excitement enough for once with her had come tom mary peter patty and the twins to say nothing of the beautiful lady with the golden hair and the white wings on her hat and she's all dressed up fit to kill maggie is katie goldberg was calling excitedly over her shoulder katie and tony valerio had the advantage over the others for they were down underneath before the wayland's window on a level with the sidewalk the room inside was almost in darkness to be sure for the crowd outside had obscured what little daylight there was left and there was only the sputtering kerosene lamp on the table for illumination even this however sufficed to show katie and tony wonders that unloosed their tongues and set them to giving copious reports she's got a white dress on and a hat with posies and shoes and stockings enumerated katie and the lady's got diamonds on her i seen em sparkle shouted tony and the wayland kids is all fixed up too he added and say they bringed home stuff and is showin em gee look at that sword and thar's cake gurgled katie tony they're eating chocolate cake say i am a goin in there was a sudden commotion about the wayland's door an undersized little body was worming its way through the crowd and thrusting sharp little elbows to the right and to the left the next minute margaret kendall standing near the wayland's table felt an imperative tug at her sleeve hello say mag give us a bite will ya katie why it's katie goldberg cried margaret in joyous recognition mother here's katie the first touch of margaret's hand on katie's shoulder swept like an electric shock through the waiting throng round the door it was the signal for a general onslaught in a moment the wayland kitchen swarmed with boys girls and women all shouting all talking at once and all struggling to reach the beautiful blue-eyed golden-haired little girl they had known as mag of the alley step by step margaret fell back until she was quite against the wall her eyes grew wide and terror-filled yet she made a brave attempt to smile and to respond politely to the noisy greetings across the room mrs kendall struggled to reach her daughter's side but the onrushing tide of humanity flung her back and left her helpless and alone it was then that mrs wayland's powerful fist and strident voice came to the rescue in three minutes the room was cleared and margaret was sobbing in her mother's arms you see mother you see how tis 
she cried hysterically as soon as she could speak there's such lots and lots of them and they're all so poor did you see how ragged and bad their clothes were and how they grabbed for the cake we've got to divvy up mother we've got to divvy up yes dear i know and we will soothed mrs kendall hurriedly we'll begin right away tomorrow, darling but now we'll go back to the hotel and go to bed my little girl is tired and needs rest End of chapter 8